Welcome to the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kira Whitaker. Each week, we'll have thoughtful conversations about movement, mindset, nourishment, and even some lifestyle. So let's dive into this week's episode. All right, you guys, something very exciting. As many of you know, we spent most of 2023 building and enhancing our membership. It was a new offering that we created to support you in all of your health and wellness needs. And it's finished. We have it completely built out. We have countless courses in there. We have the entire therapeutic yoga library in there. So hours and hours and hours of on-demand therapeutic yoga videos for you. We have my signature health coaching course, Arden Activate in there, as well as a workbook that goes along with it. We also have health and wellness master classes that cover specific areas of health and wellness that are exclusive to member. So you can't get them anywhere outside of the membership. So here's what we've decided to do to better support you, make this membership as accessible as possible. The new price of the membership starting December 1st is $39.99 a month. You heard that right. So for less than $40, you get unlimited access to all of our courses inside of the membership. So go ahead Go to the show notes, click on the membership, join us today, and drastically change your health and wellness. Bye. Welcome back to the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kira Whitaker. So today I'm a little hoarse, guys. I don't know what's going on. I think the other day, maybe I had some allergies or something and it's lingering. So I don't sound super excited today, but rest assured I am. I am happy to be here. I cannot wait to talk with you guys about what we're going to talk about today. I just sound a little, you know, a little emo, a little death cab for cutie vibes. But that's not how I feel. I'm just hoarse. So let's dive in. So last week on the podcast, I talked about some big shifts that I was going to attempt to make in my wellness routine. Now that summer's over, summer break, that season is coming to an end. There's things that I had adopted and things that had made their way into my schedule and then things that had made their way out that were beautiful, amazing, worked so well this summer. But now that I'm ramping back up with my yoga therapy clients, travel sports with the kids, all the things in life, a lot of those things are not going to serve me anymore. And so there's a lot of stuff that I talked about last week about behavior change. So habit change, things that are super actionable and measurable. But one thing I hadn't, I haven't touched on as much lately, and not for any reason, I've just been talking about other stuff, is some of the mindset components and also acknowledging some of the emotional maybe barriers that can get in the way of us carrying out some of these actions. Because let's be honest, if it were just a list of things and making things actionable was super easy, then one, I wouldn't have a job and everybody would be healthy. Everyone would have a healthy mindset all the time. Everyone would be able to get themselves unstuck. There would be no need for support. That's just not the way it is. So today, what I wanted to talk about was a little bit more mindset, 
but leave you with actionable tools to help you navigate those moments that maybe your mind, maybe your emotions, maybe your stress levels, maybe your nervous system, maybe those things are not feeling aligned with what you want to do in your habits and behaviors in daily life and schedule and so forth. So the reason this came up for me personally to want to talk to you, that's kind of how I roll on the podcast, if you haven't noticed, is because in my work with clients, that's protected by HIPAA and a lot of my clients listen to the podcast. And I don't ever want anyone to feel like I'm using my time with them to for content. Um, so I, t- I try to weave in my personal experiences as much as I can in the podcast. One, so you can see I'm a real human being but also so that I can give good examples and then try to weave in and couple my examples and what I've, you know, been going through, whatever, um, with some of my professional experience so that, you know, I'm not just talking out of my butt on here and that there is rhyme and reason for me (laughs) having these topics mapped out. So the other day, this was earlier this week, today's Friday. So I think this was Monday. Yeah. Kids are having half days. We're taking, I'm taking our daughter into school to decorate her locker. I had coaching clients on the schedule for later in the day. So the day was mapped out. The weather was good. The sun was shining. I don't think it was aggressively hot in Tennessee that day. Like great day. I slept really well the night before, had some caffeine that morning, not too much. The day was set up, right? And I don't know what it was. I don't, there, there, there are some things, but it's, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't really matter. But later on that morning, I just felt my emotions just felt really heavy. Okay. And the way that I respond to my emotions, because I am so, I'm so aware of my body. My husband always cracks jokes at me and he's like, I mean, you know, if you have a hangnail before it even starts and and that's so true, but I also have been a practitioner of yoga full time for 15 years and I really intentionally try to live in my brain and body every waking moment. And so my nerve ending sometimes, um, and the way I, I feel stress in my body sometimes can feel like a live wire. Um, and I notice it really quickly and then my brain gets on board. And so that day I just felt, I felt stress in my body. My nerve endings started to ramp up with that. I'm sure my body was like, let's dump some cortisol. Let's attach some cortisol to belly fat. Let's do it all. Right. So I came home and it was around lunchtime. And I immediately thought, this is not sustainable. And my first go-to was, I want to go sit down and I want to just chill. That that was what my first thought, my first plan of action was. And then luckily, and this doesn't always happen, I was able in that moment to go, that's probably not the best idea because that feels like you're trying to practice escapism. And so got the kids settled and came up to our workout studio and my plan was immediately just to move. So I got on the treadmill, then I journaled, then I spoke with a friend. So these are examples and I'm going to elaborate on them in today's episode of ways to navigate 
and manage your stress when it arises. And they're very practical tools because I'm telling y'all, it was like noon on a Monday. The kids were in the house. School's not in session. I had coaching calls to get through. I mean, I we had soccer. This was not like I had six hours to figure this out. It was immediate. And it was like, we gotta, we've got to turn this ship around right this second. And so one thing I did to start off, the first thing, and the you can do this too. So all of these things are for you. These are these are my invitations. This is not prescriptive. This is just, I think that this could be really, really helpful for you. And I invite you to try it if you think that it could be applicable for you. So the first thing on the list to tame your nervous system and your stress almost instantly, move, 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 and then move some more. So what I did on said day was got my running shoes on. I don't run. There's no shoes. And got on my treadmill. And I just started to move. That was it. I did not have a device in front of me. I didn't start scrolling. I just allowed for my body to have something actionable. Okay. I gave my nervous system and my body something to do. And here's a reason why this can help you anytime you're feeling stressed or your nervous system feels a bit ramped up. It's because when you move, it's going to pump up your endorphins. So physical activity, movement, it's going to help your brain produce, secrete, feel-good neurotransmitters, um, endorphins, and then multiple other chemicals in your brain that are going to make you have a sense of well-being. So there's a chemical response in your brain when you add in movement and it says, yes, please more in a good way. So movement, it seems pretty straightforward. You're giving yourself to do. You're kind of getting unstuck versus remember my first plan was I'm going to go sit down by myself and practice escapism. I'll, I'll get a book out. I'll, you know, watch something, whatever it was going to be, right? But movement helped my brain secrete the chemicals that it needed to, to feel a little bit happier, an overall sense of well-being. And it also gave my physical body something to do so that my physical body wasn't bored and my brain could run rampant, Okay. So that's your first thing is movement. The second thing, if you're my friend and you're listening, you're going to be like, no, Kira, what? Because this is, this is wild, y'all. Journaling. Ew. Yuck. I hate journaling. I've never had a good journaling practice. When I was in school at Vanderbilt Medical University, When I was in my practicum hours, one of, so when I was in the health coaching program there, we would coach each other. So I was in a triad of two other students, shout out to my girl, Sonia, and we would coach each other. And I remember in school, one of my first action steps was I wanted the coach to help me develop a plan for journaling because I was like, journaling makes sense. And so many people I know journal and it helps them. And I love, I'm such an avid reader. I think I also just love the idea of sitting with, with a 
book and writing in it. I mean, it just seemed like such a duh, like add this in Kira. Um, no amount of behavior change could get me to do it. I hated it. It was not helpful. It was just a complete disaster. So we threw that out. And so my point is journaling. I've bought all the beautiful guided journals, the gratitude. I've tried it all. And y'all journaling is not something that I've ever added in. I love a to-do list. I love to write things down. I love to mark them off. I love an idea sheet, but not a journal. But something about that day, I had one of my little books. If you're watching on YouTube, it wasn't this one, but I have little books like this everywhere because I like a book, but these are just little journals and I'll keep them in the car because I like to write stuff down when I think about it. Well, there was one on my desk and my treadmill is in my home studio and it's across from where my desk is. And so as I'm on the treadmill and I'm all in my feelings, just rolling around, like everything's stupid and I feel stressed and sad and I don't know what's going on, you know, all the things. I see the journal sitting on my desk and I got off the treadmill when I was done and I sat down and I just started writing. It wasn't a dear diary moment. It wasn't a, you know, we didn't date it or anything, but I just started writing and I allowed myself this freedom to kind of purge and write things down with no format, not worrying about punctuations or run on sentences. And from a complete, from, from a place with zero judgment and I felt better after. It's so hard to say because I hate journaling, but I journaled and it helped. <laughs> I had such an adversity to it. I don't know why. And so a couple of things about journaling, okay? Because again, I'm, I'm sharing some of my personal things with you guys, but I do want you to know that I'm not just randomly talking on here. There's rhyme, there's reason. And there's also people way smarter than me that have done the research on some of these things that show the reasons why it's helpful in your brain and your body. So positive psychology today was where I pulled a little bit of this. And some of the reasons that are suggested, it's it's kind of hard to measure this stuff, but some of the suggested reasons why journaling is helpful for your mental state is because it, it, it almost creates an emotional catharsis. So um, an emotional release of unconscious conflict, meaning you're unconsciously writing down negative emotions and conflict and kind of tossing the ball back and forth with your thoughts, but you're writing it. So it's going somewhere. So it's not playing on kind of a, a wild loop in your head. So there's a little bit of structure and a place for it to go. Also, because you're having to put your thoughts onto paper, even if like me, you're not worried about commas and parentheses and all the things, but because it's going somewhere, there's an increase of your cognitive processing around it. So there is a part of you that's having to process it as you go versus again, it being like the ping pong ball of thoughts and worry and stress that's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then another thing is there's this narrative component to it. So as you're writing it, a lot of times it will be almost like you're writing down the story. You're narrating what what it feels like happened or what it feels like in that moment, okay? And so all of these things, these are some of the reasons why journaling can be really, really powerful when you're needing to manage your thoughts, manage 
stress levels, and also maybe just filter through your mindset. One thing for me personally, so I went back and I read what I wrote the next, the next day, I don't know if it was morning, it doesn't matter the time. And it was so helpful for me because one, I was able to realize and understand after I was able to reflect back on what I wrote, it was very well documented how I felt. I was able to realize I was real wild that day. Um, but also a lot of those things felt very real and true at the time. And so I was able to reflect and go, oh my gosh, you felt so sad reading it. I was able to almost reflect back to yesterday, Kira, and have an empathy for that version of myself from the day before. But I was also able to go, okay, this doesn't feel true today. This still feels this way today. So what do we need to do about this? Or, or who do we need to have a conversation with about this? So it was really, really helpful for me personally to be able to reflect back on those emotions because the way I would have remembered those emotions in that state maybe wouldn't have been completely accurate or even honored that experience from the day before. So that's your journaling. The last thing is support. So stress... I don't want to say anxiety because that's something more for a licensed mental health professional to navigate down. I'm talking about just high level stress or, or acute stress. Support, support, support. So one of my dear best friends, soul sisters, she actually reached out to me. I think she was, she just sensed it in the universe that her girl needed a pep talk or needed to be loved. And so one of my best friends actually texted me um, that next morning, which was so perfect because I would have gladly reached out to her. She's someone that I could reach out to with all of my mess and crap and it would always be appropriate. But in that moment, it felt, it felt so, it felt so supportive to be able to tell someone how I felt and not expect someone to fix me. I wasn't asking for her advice. I wasn't asking for her to fix me. I just needed to not feel alone for a minute because stress can feel very isolating. There can be a bully voice sometimes, and I'm going to do a whole episode on the bully voice that can say your problems are not relatable. No one wants to hear about this. Everyone is too busy for you and your crap today. And that can cause you to pull back and sometimes feel stuck a little bit longer. And so I think support is really, really important. I do also want to say this, and this is something that was consistently spoken about um, in a season where I was in a recovery group for my eating disorder and body dysmorphia. Um, but this is a common saying throughout multiple kinds of recovery, regardless of what it is. And it's find a few safe people that you can trust. And I stand by that. Not everybody that you know and that you meet and that is in your life is meant to know all your stuff. Not everybody can hold it. Not everybody is in a place where they can receive it and support you in the way that you need to be supported and held in that moment or in that season. And so knowing who you're, you know, your handful of people, those few people that if you're in a, if you're in a moment of stress or like my Monday was where I just, I felt I had all the emotions. I was all in my feels that they can not only handle it, 
but they feel safe. They feel supported. You can trust them. So support is a huge, huge, huge one. And this might be, you know, another thing I have to add in here is this can also be professional support. Everybody at this point knows I have a therapist. Um, I've been in therapy off and on for a long time, but I've had the same therapist for a year and a half now. Um, And so that's a level of support for me. I also have a few safe people that I can trust that I can bring any of these things to the table and I don't feel judged and I feel like I can be completely in my human flesh and that's okay. So professional support or just communal support through friendships, family, spouse um, is is always a really, really good idea. Another thing that I want to say is I don't, I can't definitively say that you need to do any of these things in order. I would, however, suggest in the, for the sake of this acute conversation, meaning like, oh my gosh, you feel stressed out. You feel like your nervous system is ramped up. What do I, what is the first thing on the list? Go move, go take a walk, go get on your treadmill, get on your bike, go outside, just walk get to the pickup line a little bit early and go walk the track around the playground while you're doing your errands, park at the far end of the parking lot as long as it's safe and get some movement in there because your car is not in the second row. Just move your body. Get in your body and brain at the same time. Do it. You will not regret it. I don't have one client who has ever, ever messaged me or emailed me and said, you know what? I really regret moving and breathing today. Never. And I've seen thousands of people and I've never had one person ever say that it made them feel worse. So I personally would start with movement. And then I don't think that the journaling or the support, I don't think one of those needs to come first. Um, This was the order that really worked well for me organically the other day. I also think that it was really helpful after the movement to journal because it allowed me to process my thoughts. If I hadn't done it in that order, I could see me trying to process my thoughts to my friends um, who she totally would have held me and done it, but it probably would have been like trying to drink from a fire hose. So I'm sure she's grateful that I journaled first. So these, my friends, are my three tips to tame your nervous system almost instantly if you're having a bout of stress. Let me know your thoughts. If you have any questions, you guys can always reach out to me via email or message on Instagram. Don't forget, if you're listening, if you're watching, you already know this. If you are listening, we now have a YouTube channel. So all of our clips of the podcast and then full episodes are on YouTube now. So if you want to sit, look at me, feel like you're in a room with me, you got me on YouTube. If you just want to pop in your AirPods or listen to me in the car, then you can listen wherever you listen to your podcast. That is all for today. And I will see you guys next week. Bye. Did you know that as a listener of the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast, you get 15% off of any of our programs and courses. Yes, any of them. Look down at today's show notes. You'll see the discount code for listeners. You can apply that at checkout and get 15% off. All right, you guys, that's a wrap for another episode of the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your support means the world to me. 
If you would be so kind as to rate and review the podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on today, it would be really, really appreciated. It helps other people find out about the podcast. It helps us continue to grow. If you would also take a screenshot of today's podcast on your phone, share it on your social media, tag us, we'll share it. That's another way that you can help support the podcast and help more people find out about all of the conversations that we're having around health and wellness. So until next time, I will see you on the next episode of the Arden Yoga and Wellness Podcast. Bye guys.